3: 77 W.A.B.C.
4: And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. Two major debates to get to. Governor Hochul against Congressman Lee Zeldin in the race for New York Governor and John Fetterman against Dr. Oz in the hotly contested Senate race in Pennsylvania. And then a bit later, the 62-year-old grandpa who was slugged and shoved onto Bronx subway tracks as part of a possible knockout game. In which the weeping grandfather says, "New York is a crime city, I paid two seventy five to the mTA so a guy could bash me in the head and throw me in the middle of the tracks. I want to be able to walk into the subway system and feel safe. We're going to get to that in uh in just a little bit, but we're going to start with the actual uh debates." And uh, let let me just say this, Uh, first of all, before I get to the New York uh, governor's race, the one, the debate in Pennsylvania, as it relates to Dr. Oz and John Fetterman, it it was painful and, in fact, shameful uh, to watch that. Um, I thought up until this debate that Fetterman, Albeit was going to be very close, was going to win the Senate seat. I thought the Democrat was going to win the Senate seat. After watching this debate, I I, I don't I don't know. And 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 let me just say this, folks. Um, I I deal with a, a disability in my own immediate family, but for Fetterman to take that stage, at that debate. It, 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 all I could do was cringe, and and it was, uh, it was uh, very hard to look at. Now, could could his health improve? Yes, but voters have to deal with the uh, here and now. And Fetterman refused to say whether he would release his actual medical records, and uh, you, you know, and you're gonna hear it in a little bit. At at times. Uh, He struggled to answer very simple questions. It it, it was just rough. And the Democrats may have blown that race at that debate uh, a few hours ago. But let's start with the local and here in terms of the uh, New York governor's race. Hear me out for a second. Here is why the win at the debate goes to Lee Zeldin. I give the win to Zeldin. And I'm going to explain exactly why in in just one second. And please keep in mind that I have a lot of experience uh, moderating high-profile debates. As a matter of fact, um, I'm one of the few people that can understand what it was like to be in in either of those situations uh, tonight. Uh, having moderated a debate with Hillary Clinton, having moderated a debate with Mayor Michael Bloomberg, uh, and scores of other important debates, so I give the win to Zeldin. As I said, he was going to win last night, but let me be clear: neither candidate, neither Hochul, neither Zeldin, appear to have a major breakout. Moment or gaffe that could have reshaped the race, but here's here's the problem, and I don't have a better way of stating this. Does does Governor Hochul think that she's Andrew Cuomo, who was who was a uh, incumbent who's been around a while? She never really laid out a vision at the debate of what four more years will look like and how, more importantly, things will be different, supposedly, an improvement from now. We are in an election where voters all across the spectrum are demanding big changes, not the status quo. And that's why she failed, because right now, all people are focusing on is crime 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 and if you didn't hear me crime her fallback position at the debate was never an opportunity to 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 miss to never to miss an opportunity to mention abortion and donald trump as if that would be enough to give her a full term on her own governor the polling has already shown that's not going to cut it to get you to a victory, and so I say Zeldin won because right now he has the momentum. There's no denying that every single poll shows that, and Governor Hoku did nothing to stop his momentum. Now, did did Lee Zeldin? uh make a little mistake at the beginning by showing too much energy yes did he make a little mistake by talking a little too uh amplified into the microphone yes but let me tell you something folks when it's showtime in these debates no matter how much prep they've had no matter how many meetings the debate moderators have had with their prop with their uh prep Nobody can hold your hand when it's showtime. You have got to get out there, and I'm telling you what I know for a fact. You have got to get out there on your own, and it's sink or swim. The lights are hot, and in in most cases, when I did these debates, there, there was an audience, and that was a missed opportunity at this debate. See, here's the problem. When you are the incumbent, you get to call the shots. And so if you're the incumbent, you want everything to go your way. No audience. You eliminate everything that can go wrong. You go to the station with the smallest audience and and you limit the time so that if it's less time, there can be less uh damage. Uh, done in these uh, actual debates. And so I see your calls, Elmont, Asbury Park, the Catskills, Yonkers, and we are about to take your telephone calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And so a, a little bit of a personal story. So I, I remember as as uh, the the moderator of these uh, debates, I would be scared to death because you don't want to miss something. You're you're worried that one candidate may get more time than the other. And frankly, you're more worried what the papers are going to say the next day about your performance. And so back then, this is going back maybe 15 years when I moderated these debates, um, we would do the uh, actual debates and then I would be so excited with my family that I couldn't go home and rest. So we would we would go out to dinner. And in these days, we would stay out until about 1130, often down to South Street Seaport, and wait in these days for the early edition of the next day's newspapers to come out. The New York Times, that was the one that, that we paid the most attention to. And we would quickly look through the paper and look to see what they said about the moderator. How did I do it in terms of moderating the debates? And so take what I'm explaining to you now and magnify that a hundred times for the candidates on, on this high profile debate. That's what they were up against. And so they, they basically stuck to their talking points. Zeldin hitting uh, uh, Hoku on corruption, on crime. Uh, Governor Hochul countering about his relationship and endorsement of President Trump, but again, I give Zeldin the edge, the win because she did nothing to slow down his momentum. And so let's let's start with the telephone calls, and we're going to let you hear a bit of uh, what the uh, candidates had to say. Let's, uh, let's, let's start with Steve on Long Island. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good
2: morning, Dominic. I agree 100% with your assessment. I think Lee kind of missed an opportunity to deliver the knockout punch. She kept you know, deflecting to Donald Trump, and she also deflected on what she was going to do about the criminals. It's not the guns. She kept saying guns, guns, guns. We should account counted with—but Governor Hochul, there were several knife attacks. We had Mrs. Goldie, Asian woman, stabbed to death on the Lower East Side. We had the uh, EMT worker, Allison Russo, who was stabbed over 20 times. We had another stabbing on the subway by, uh, that was committed by a African-American man. And we had a nut job with a uh, ninja— uniform on swinging a samurai sword last week you know right and we had the 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 gentleman or i believe it was on orchard street the, the mcdonald's with the hatchet yes so you yes. know he missed an opportunity to say it's not he should have deflected well it's well, not well, just well
4: steve hold on for a second let's actually listen to mr zeldin as it relates to that moment kathy Hoku believes that the only crimes that are being
3: committed are these crimes with guns. And you get you people who are afraid of being pushed in front of oncoming subway cars. They're being stabbed, beaten to death on the street with hammers. Go talk to the Asian-American community and how it's impacted them with the loss of lives. Jewish people targeted with raw, violent anti-Semitism on our streets. It just happened yet again. We need to be talking about all of these other crimes, but instead, Kathy Hochul's too busy patting herself on the back. Job well done. No, actually, right now there should be a special session. The state legislature... Legislature should come back and they should overhaul Castle's bail and these other pro-criminal laws with zero tolerance. But they're saying, elect me. She says, elect me. And then you'll find out where maybe
4: I'll stand on this issue in January. Hey, Steve, you know what? And I, again, as someone who has done this a lot for a living, a living, a living, I just got the impression that Governor Hoku didn't want to be on the stage, that almost like she felt it was beneath her.
2: Yeah, she looked um, kind of loopy. She looked, you know, she talked in a monotone, and it was just like, you know, it was. she was very nonchalant. So, yeah, you're right. She did not do herself any favors by doing this debate, and Mr. Zeldin got the best of her.
4: Well, Steve, I, I thank you for the call. And see, that's the problem, folks. When you are the incumbent, you set the terms. And so the media stations, now remember, If you're I'm telling you folks, the 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 ugly truth of how this goes down. If so, you have five different media stations and if station a doesn't adhere to every request you have as the incumbent, you go Ah, station a is out the mix. Station B, are you going to meet every one of my demands? We'll meet ninety nine percent. Ah, You're out station C are you going to meet 100% of my demands? One of those stations, if not more, is going to say we will meet 100% 100% of what your demands may be. And we the people are done a tremendous disservice when there's only one debate and it's an hour. And you have two moderators, and the moderators that you had um, at this debate are, are very – are interested in substance. And that's a good thing, but we don't need to hear how smart you are. We need to hear from the candidates. And so it is very hard to fit everything into one hour. And case in point, if you notice, at one point, uh, one of the moderators said we're going to go a minute or two over, and Lee Zeldin with a great line said we can be here, but essentially he said we can be here for the next hour. And Governor Hochul did not say a word, not one syllable. Translation: You violated the rules. This is only supposed to be one hour. And then once it was over, she walked immediately off the stage, and leaving Zeldin there. And he walked to the front of the stage and addressed the moderators, and then he walked off. It, it, the body language was was just was just. All wrong. One answer, and we're going to hear Governor Hochul, but one answer, and then I'm going right back to uh, to your telephone calls. One answer that I give um, Zeldin credit for is when he said, uh, he was asked uh, if he loses the election, will he uh, respect the results of it? And he took the high road. If you lose this election,
5: um, do you promise to abide by the results?
6: Well, first off, losing is not an option. Secondly, playing along with your hypothetical question, of course.
4: And so that was his answer. And Governor Hochul, for her part, um, she was calling him out on vaccinations. Here, here's a bit of what she, uh, Governor Hochul, had to say. Yeah,
5: you've been an election denier a climate change denier. You and Donald Trump were the masterful COVID deniers. We are dealing with a real crisis. And the more people get vaccinated, get those shots in arms, and I would do it all over again what I did last year, that mandate.
4: And so that's Governor Hochul. Now, we, we see all of your calls. We're going to get to them. I promise we are. But I want you, I want to shift and focus on Pennsylvania. And, um, the Democrats did not do themselves any favor. I thought up until uh, a short time ago that Fetterman had this thing locked up with two weeks ago, Does not appear that way. He should not. And again, as someone who has a, a family member with a disability, he should not have been on that stage. I, I, I'm sorry. It's, it, 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 politics is very much about perception, and it just looked awful. I want you to listen to Mr. Fetterman's opening remark, and then we're going to go right back to your telephone calls.
7: Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV— He's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying, about our record here and he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down but I'm going to keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down that needs to keep get back up.
4: Now, I I don't know, folks, if you if you caught it. And, and I, it is admirable that, that he tried his best, um, but. His second word, if you listen carefully at the beginning of the debate, he said, "Good night, everyone." That's what Mr. Fetterman said. It 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 uh, it, it was rough, and and that was one of his better moments, one of his better moments. And Oz, you know, having spent years on television, this is what Oz was doing. He would respond to the question and and probably this is the way he was coached he would say okay a b c d e f g pivot to attack on federman a b c d e f g pivot to attack on federman e, and so he was it was almost like oz was trying to pull him out verbally where you could see because he gave federman no other choice but to respond and it it was just ugly Let's go to William in Asbury Park. Good morning, William. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
2: Good morning. Good morning. This guy, Fetterman, needs to be in stroke rehab, not on the stage. And this doctor that he had cleared him, to, to, uh, to? he says he's medically fit to serve, and he's obviously not. You know, how's he going to debate things in the Senate or meet with foreign diplomats when he when when a poor guy can barely talk? This doctor has done a disservice, most importantly, to Mr. Fetterman, but also to the people of Pennsylvania. So why does this guy have a medical license? I mean, seriously, man, I know about speech impediments. I have a traumatic brain injury from a motorcycle accident.
4: Well William I I hear you um I really think that the race was was uh was decided tonight it it was not pretty at all and I I, I was expecting, I was I was hoping for Fetterman to simply uh as someone who's had to deal with disabilities I was hoping that that he could step up to the plate and do an admirable job where people would at least uh, have a enormous respect. It, it was ugly. Thank you. Thank you for the call, William. Let's go to Chris and the Catskills. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Good
8: morning, Dominic. I listened to the gubernatorial debate on the radio and watched the Oz Fetterman debate on TV. I think none of these four candidates are good debaters, but I will say I thought that Oz and Zelda sounded better tonight. But these men both came across as somewhat unlikable with no real solid platform ideas. I mean, I think personalities and platforms in a problem plagued election year, you know, these things do matter. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I think are the three most interesting house races to watch in upstate New York. Quickly, house go race ahead. 17 between Sean Patrick Maloney and Lawler, mm-hmm. 18 Pat Ryan versus Colin Schmidt, and 19 Josh Riley versus Mark Molinaro. What's ironic about that is out of the recent polling, Lawler in 17 against Sean Patrick Maloney is the only candidate, Republican candidate ahead, and that was a plus 10.1 percentage points for biden in 2020 whereas pat ryan and josh riley were both ahead in recent polling the 18 district was plus eight for biden and the 19 district was plus five for biden and i got a debate for you and perhaps frank morano to moderate from midnight to 2 a.m for you guys in the next week in house district 19 between josh riley and mark molinaro Riley and his campaign manager told me the other night that Molinaro is ducking them for a debate, and they said they'd love to come on your programs and debate. They think they could win some more votes in uh, Sullivan and Ulster County. So you guys uh, reach out, make some calls, and make it happen,
3: Dominic. Right,
4: and, and we will reach out. Hey, Chris, I thank you for the call, and have a great one, and we will reach out. But but herein lies the problem. It takes two candidates to agree and what often happens is that you have one. So, for example, let's look at the New York governor's race. You have Zeldin that says, let's do five debates around the state. Kathy Hochul says, no, no, no. We're going to do one and one only. And uh, and, and, and that's that. And so so we will reach out, but, but that's the way this cookie uh, crumbles. Let's go to Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good
1: morning, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Same, same. I feel the same. Thank you. Um, I saw the debate tonight between Hochul and Zeldin. And I have to say, you know, what I took away from that was that Hochul, you know, she comes across, some people say she comes across as nonchalant. Actually, I think she knows that she screwed up big time and that she is lacking self-confidence. And that's why she had to toss Trump into the mix. And that would, she was hoping, that would deflect the focus from being on her. And I have to commend Zeldin, because as much as she tried to bait him with that, he actually had the courage to be honest enough to say, "Yes, I supported some of Trump's policies, which align with mine, which has to do with public safety, like his border policies and his um, support of the police and you know his foreign policies." all of which kept everyone in this country safer. And the bottom line is that, you know, the the priority of every single politician, from councilperson up to president, their number one priority should be the safety of the American people. And everything else is secondary. Okay?
4: Our safety Uh, comes first. Alyssa, I hear you. But but you have to understand, in a debate setting— where where it's it's gotten this close uh the the job of each candidate is to hit those those uh buzzwords and in New York it is the democrat belief that to mention Trump it's a it's an automatic turnoff i'm not talking about the former president's base i'm talking about to a majority of new yorkers and so He could say the sky is blue. She's going to tag him with Trump. But here's the problem with that. One, he didn't run away from it. You're correct. But two, it's still not working. Because if it was working, she would have a full, I thank you for the call, Alyssa, because I do have to move on. She would have a full double-digit lead in New York State, Governor Hochul, which she does not. Let's go to our friend Teddy in Yonkers before we take a break. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind?
9: Uh, good morning, Dom. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, a pleasure to listen to you, even though I disagree with you. Okay. Uh, Dominic, I think it's fair game that Hochul should bring up Trump, because as well as Zeldin spoke tonight, and his platform, and I agree about the crime issue, it is the major issue, and Zeldin has pounded on that against Hochul, and he has done very well with that issue. However, and I would have voted for Zeldin, as well as a lot of other Democrats, my friends, colleagues who've taught. They, but they are hesitant, and the only reason why they won't vote for Zeldin is because he supported. That man, Trump, and he was an election denier. And as Bob Woodward, who was an excellent journalist, Dominic, and you know who I'm referring to, said Sunday that Donald Trump was the wrong person to be president of the United States. And he also said he is dangerous. Hey, Teddy, 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 let let me, let, Teddy,
4: Teddy, Teddy, out. Teddy, let me ask you a question. Mr. Woodward, uh, his, his credentials cannot be uh, questioned for what he did with Watergate and so on. But that comment about Trump not being fit for office, did he say that while Trump was in office, while he was uh, having these one-on-one conversations with him? Or did he take the, the cowardly way out and say it after everybody else is saying it and Trump is removed from office? Which one? If Trump is gone from office. Which one, Teddy? Does it matter? Of course it matters. Because I would have a lot of respect, journalist to journalist, I would have a lot of respect for him if what he's saying now, if he said when Trump was in the White House. But he would never say it when Trump was in the White House because his access would have been cut off. So that makes him an opportunist, Teddy. And, hey, Teddy, i got to move on, but I thank you for the call. And and it, it's really unfair. It's really unfair to be in bed with Trump while he's the president, and you want unlimited access. And then after Trump is gone from office, and after after his name is in all these issues, now you say, now you say, oh, he's unfit for office. I mean, come on, folks. That's being an opportunist. And I'd tell Bob that to his face if he was right in front of me. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, debate night. We're talking about the debates I haven't even gotten to. The Bronx grandfather that broke down and cried as it relates to he was sucker punched, part of the knockout game, and he's begging Mayor Adams to do something. When we come back, we're going to New Jersey, Manhattan, Elmont, Yonkers, Brooklyn, and Kentucky. We'll be right back.
0: to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
3: Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
4: So in the Pennsylvania race, Dr. Oz may not be liked by a majority of the electorate, um, but talk about an advantage. You have somebody in a debate setting that's used to doing a daily television show for many, many years up against another candidate who is recovering from a stroke. And I, I was really pulling for Mr. Fetterman to have a decent performance, simply simply based on the disability community. You know, we all fall down, but but you get back up. And he even tried to use that type of analogy uh, at the debate. But it was brutal. We're going back to your, uh, to your telephone calls and the Democrats, uh, based on uh, that debate have lost the Senate race in Pennsylvania. You'll see as the polling is going, the trends are going to change in the next couple of days. Here was an exchange back and forth between Oz and Fetterman over the issue of Fetterman when he was mayor of a small town where he apparently pulled a a gun on an unarmed African-American man.
10: There's one person on this stage who's broken the law, we believe. John Fetterman took a shotgun, chased an unarmed African-American man, and put the gun, apparently, according to that man, to his chest. John, you weren't pulled over by the police. Uh, They let you go. You were the mayor at the time. Why haven't you apologized to that unarmed, innocent black man who you put a shotgun to his chest?
5: All right. We will allow a 30-second response to that, Mr. Fetterman, specifically what he was saying, referring to the incident in Braddock.
7: I I made the opportunity to defend my community as the, the chief law enforcement officer there. Everybody in Braddock, uh, an overwhelming majority uh, community of, of black uh, community, all understood what happened. You know, they uh, they understood what happened. And everybody agreed that. And nobody believes that it was anything about me making a split-second decision to, to defend our community as well.
10: Why not apologize? Uh,
4: uh, and so... You see, folks, here's what I don't get about some of these moderators. Again, I've been in this position. And the producers, when you have the meetings, they they come up with all of these rules. And and you know, Dominic, you have to interfere when this one does that, when they do this. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Once that light goes on, it's between me and the candidates. Let them talk. That's what was wrong with the debate. Uh, in the race for New York governor between Hokul and Zeldin. Not one moderator, two. And they're busy impressing us with their knowledge. And, you know, a governor, and I'd like to ask you, and what does all of this mean? And when we look at, at this study and you're just eating valuable time, how about let make the candidates? You just be quiet. This is what I would do. Just be quiet for a few minutes, and then they have to engage each other. And so Governor Hochul, yes, we cut this deal where the debate is only going to be an hour, but now I'm going to be quiet, and it's between you and Zeldin. You two work it out on live television for the next five minutes. And you don't let it get out of hand, but that's how voters get to see the real candidates. And that's was what was missing. So even in Pennsylvania, As Oz and Fetterman were just about to get into it, they cut them off because you've got to show you're in control. No, you don't. Not all the time. Not all the time. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77
5: WABC. Hi, Yes. Well, I did see both the debates. Quickly, I want to comment on the um, Pennsylvania debate. Um, Here's the thing with um, Fetterman. Um, be that as may, that he has had a stroke, but he does have a track record. Um, he also um, is—I've heard the quote of his voice saying how he wants to let so many more uh, criminals out of prison. So to me, it was more about his past um, record and uh, his um, his philosophies. Um, so. But then, as far as uh, Lee Zeldin being uh, to her strategy to link him to Trump, well, uh, if you look at the state of uh, the New York State at the 2020 uh, presidential race, Donald Trump won 59 out of 61 of the counties. The three that he did not win were urban, Rochester, Buffalo, and New York City. So those are urban areas. Now, many of those people are ones that are suffering the most from their horrible policies on education, on crime, which are those two uh, things are very much linked. And I don't think they're going to be very motivated to come out and vote for her. Um, and Lee, at least, you know, and she lied today because she said she would raise the cap on charter schools. She She's, she's late to the hip with the teachers union. They don't want charter schools because the charter schools uh, don't have to follow the union work rules. That's why they produce better uh, results for the children. So she just said yes, like a Cheshire cat, but she hasn't lifted a finger to do anything about charter schools, which help minorities.
4: You know, Susan, I I thank you for the call. I, I just don't know who is actually advising Governor Hochul, because the debate strategy that I saw a few hours ago was almost as if it was the incumbent a successful incumbent Andrew Cuomo on the stage and not someone who's basically for lack of a better term uh came into office as the accidental governor and she she's seeking a term in her own right but boy i mean she's really gambling because you're telling us that uh, abortion is a is the issue in the race and it's not the issue is crime, and that's why I say that Zeldin gets the win tonight because she did absolutely nothing to stop his momentum, nothing at all. And he's the one that's got to be stopped right now. She's got to stop the bleeding in terms of uh, the hemorrhaging of support uh, from, from Democrats. This is the Democratic state. And and Susan made a good point about the urban areas, Buffalo, Rochester, uh, Syracuse, New York City. If that base is not energized to turn out two weeks from today, bye-bye, Governor Hochul. If that base stays home, bye-bye, Governor Hochul. You have got to find a way – Zeldin's people are quite energized. Are Democrats going to be as energized? That's always the question, but but it's it's precisely the question in this race. Mark in Kentucky. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC.
11: Hey hey guys, how you doing today?
4: I'm doing well, thank you. I am.
11: Uh, Previous conversations. I had a stroke. I had five bypasses and they, and I had the stroke during the surgery. When I woke up, the, the saliva jumped from my mouth. Um, I'm cognizant. I know what's going on, but I would not want. This guy totally embarrassed his family, him, and two other other means. Because he's, he's a Democratic Republican, he he, he needs to just bow out.
4: Well, it, it's Thank too late. Know. Thank you, Mark. It's too late for Mr. Fetterman to uh to buy out uh to bow out. Excuse me at, at this point. Uh, thank you for the call. Let's go to Dennis in New Jersey. Good morning, Dennis. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
10: Yes. Uh, good evening, Dominic. A, a couple of points on these two debates. First of all, as far as uh, Fetterman is concerned, if this guy were applying for a job as an executive at a at a Fortune 500 company, do you think he would get the job? And now we're thinking the people of Pennsylvania actually had this guy in the lead as the senator of your state How stupid could the people in Pennsylvania be? This guy has no business whatsoever, even being in the race, and it's a mark on the intelligence of the people in Pennsylvania. Now, regarding Trump and Hochul attacking Trump, keep this in mind. And this guy, Teddy, that called up a little while ago, ripping Trump as everybody does. Donald Trump accelerated the introduction and development of a vaccine by two to three years as a result, he saved millions of lives in this world. I want to know how many lives Hokel has saved and how many lives that guy Teddy has saved. Well, te- te-
4: Teddy, thank you for the call, Dennis. Teddy's a, a really good person, but he is not a fan of former President Trump. He's uh, even tried to take me to task. If I say anything remotely nice about Trump— Teddy has a uh, a heart attack. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls from Port Chester to Manhattan, Elmont, Yonkers, Brooklyn, and Clifton, New Jersey. WABC.
0: Bruno, he's your numero uno.
3: These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC.
4: The candidates debated, but the reality is never far away. A weeping Bronx grandfather describes being shoved onto the subway tracks and begs Mayor I Adams to stop the crime. I paid 275 to the MTA says Ronald Baptiste so a guy could bash me in the head and throw me in the middle of the tracks I want to be able to walk into the subway system and feel safe you can put a million cops on the subway he says but if you don't clear out the homeless and criminals from the subway we will never have a safe system no matter how many homeless shelters you have to build get them off the subway Mr. Baptiste goes on to say, it's so embarrassing that people recognize that New York is a crime city. And that's why Zeldin is gaining on Hokel. And that's why Zeldin wins the debate because... It just seems like Governor Hokel's talking more about crime, but it just seems like she still does not get it and put Mayor Adams in that same uh, uh, can uh, with her, that they're not getting it. And so we're going to go back to your telephone calls. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Let's see here. Let's go to... Alex in Brooklyn. Good morning, Alex. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
6: Hey, good morning, Dominic. Thanks. Good for morning. Taking the good call morning. Out. Yeah, uh, and you're absolutely right about that. We should be. We 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 have to allow the candidates to talk more. Yeah, a debate is not an interview where the where the moderator is busy asking you know questions. You got to let them engage and let them go let them go off script for a little. But uh, here's the thing about this. Um, Debate. I don't care how Lee Zeldin came across. I don't think anybody cares about how he came across or how Hochul presented herself because this election is not about how you present yourself. The bottom line is what issues are you running on because people are so desperate to get out of this crime crisis that we are in right now. And I think Lee Zeldin has a really big chance of winning. The poll show it, and I really think he's going to win because Eric Adams ran on fighting the crime in the city. But he's not doing it, but that's why he won. Hochul was governor already for, you know, for a year now. She wasn't taking care of crime. She's not running. A-
4: are you there, Alex? Okay, well, we we lost Alex, but he was making uh, some, uh, some very, very uh, good points there. And, yes, uh, Governor Hochul's been in office for a little while, and it makes you wonder, uh, are we going to get more of the same? And as a matter of fact, we're going to get less because after you're elected in your own right, the same uh, momentum, the same energy may not be there. We'll we'll see. We will see very soon. Jacqueline in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind?
5: Dominic, good morning. Um, I just wanted to share something with you. A friend of mine went to uh, a rally this past Sunday that was supposed to be uh, one where Hocus Pocus, as I refer to her, was supposed to speak. And what he had explained was the Zeldin supporters far outnumbered the Hocus Pocus supporters. I, I and heard Even, this. And, and even her own base has okay. abandoned her. Well, and what, she ran like a little girl away from that as far as she could. She wanted no part of it. And I think that's exactly what happened during these debates. Everything was skewed toward her to give her the advantage so that she was able to get her point across but no, but and make herself look as good wait, as possible. But, Jacqueline,
4: but see, what I'm trying to explain to you is the way this goes down. It wasn't skewed towards her. When you're the incumbent, you set the rules, because And if the station is not willing to adhere to what you want, then you move on to the next TV station. So this was intentional. She wanted the station with the, with the least audience, with the least amount of time. So when we did the Hillary Clinton debate, it was on a Friday night in Rochester, New York. They had to fly me up to Rochester and no, no audience at all. And what I'm trying to explain, Jacqueline, is everybody and their mother wanted to uh, host the Hillary Clinton debate. And because we were willing to, uh, and it was only an hour, and because we were willing to cave into her demands, thus she was willing to do the debate with us. That's what happens. And so it's it's a bad system. It really is, Jacqueline. But, But see how you counter it. And this is why I'm a little disappointed in the moderators, because they sit up there and they go, yes, 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 yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm smart, and I, I, I went to Yale. And, 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 and listen to how I'm asking this question. Don't I sound so intelligent? That's literally the interpretation of what I hear. Rather than saying, okay, we got the debate, we're live right now, I'm just going to shut up as the moderator for five minutes. And for the next five minutes, it's on you the candidates work it out amongst yourselves, and that's often what made the headlines. And so uh, there's more than thank you for the call, Jacqueline. There's more than one way to skin a cat. And so what we saw with the Governor Hoku Lee Zeldin debate, you know, these questions and I let's talk about you know my 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 uh, Ivy League education and uh, and I went to this private school. And so now Governor, let me ask you, no. No. How about be quiet for a little bit? Just two minutes. Let the candidates work it out amongst themselves. They will. Believe me.
12: Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Thank you. Um, First of all, I just don't understand how dismissive people can be with a handicap. I don't understand how folks can just... Badger, this man, nothing was wrong with his speech. And um, I just have to say that because we all are okay, hanging But
4: wait, 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 Audrey. Did, did oh, you he didn't watch, say anything th- wrong. Wait, and wait, I just, wait, 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 wait. Did, did you watch any of the debate?
12: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to Hulk later. But this one, here, I just listened to what you said about what um, Fetterman said. And okay. It's, 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 so, it's, so, so, you, so you didn't watch the debate? His speech wasn't so but I just listened to what you said. And let me finish. Okay, but wait, but, wait, but wait, 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 Audrey, because
4: there's no way you're a very smart woman. There is no way in the world that you watch that bait, debate and and are going to tell me now that there was nothing wrong with what he said. It was an absolute disaster.
12: No, I, mean, I just thought you were um, talking about his speech, but, um, you know, just just don't knock the guy. I pref- I don't, I'm not in Pennsylvania, but, you know, just tonight is the same. But as far as the, 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 the um, New York debate, mm-hmm. I made my decision, number one. You're voting I'll, for Hochul. I'll I already Kathy. know. I'll take that. You know why? Because Zeldin um, um, did not say anything other than the same talking post. He didn't come up with anything different. And I have to say, once she threw out the Trump thing, that was it for me. I okay, did, I, but,
4: but but wait, wait, Audrey. What what did Governor Hochul say? Well, that, she that's didn't, some substance uh,
12: because she was fighting with the Supreme Court with the um the Supreme Court with the carry the concealed carry nonsense with New York State where they tried to overturn it. I think it's sort of in in, in limbo right now, but.
4: It's not in limbo. Uh, one, she wasn't fighting with the Supreme Court. A governor doesn't have the power to fight a with the Supreme Court. Who, who made
12: Court. a decision? The, um, the Supreme me, okay. Court.
4: The Supreme Court. And, and okay. everybody everybody has to accept the ruling.
12: Oh, so okay. to,
4: to say she was fighting, that that's disingenuous. She doesn't, okay. have, the, she doesn't have the power to fight with the yeah. Supreme Court. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. Of course, Audrey, and I I hope everything works out with your cousin. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Dominic Carter here with you Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm going right back to your telephone calls, but first I'm joined by Frank Marano, the other side of Midnight. Good morning. Hello, Dominic. So what did you think about the uh, debate? I thought it was interesting and uh, I'm going to spend a substantial amount of time talking
3: about this in a minute and uh, pick up that uh, mantle from you and continue with a I'm lot passing of Call her dis- uh, discussion, but I thought actually both candidates did well and uh, while the moderators may not have been in the Dominic Carter category, I thought the moderators put on a very good uh, debate. Really?
4: I, I was, I was not impressed really. at all. Well, <laughs> see, <it> all. <laughs>
3: um, I thought that it was produced well, and unlike uh, a lot of the debates that we saw during the uh, mayoral race uh, between Curtis Lewa and uh, Eric Adams, the moderators actually let the candidates interact with one another a little bit and go after one another and uh, I thought they did a good job covering a diversity of subjects i don 't that 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 know that they they did i don 't know that there was did. a single subject for only an hour, and you know how difficult that is i don 't know that there was a subject that I could think that I would have been interested to hear their answer on that they didn 't at least get to in some form or another. so I thought it was an interesting debate. I had very low expectations of both candidates, honestly because I saw both candidates in their primary debates, and I thought they were kind of low energy and relied on a lot of canned answers. So I thought both of them did better than I anticipated. I'm not sure either of them, I'm not sure there are any undecided voters left. So I'm not sure who these guys were speaking to, really. So I'm not sure it moved the needle in one direction or another, but I don't think there were any major gaffes on either side. I don't think anybody was hurt from the last
4: night's debate at all. Fair enough. What else do you have coming up? This well, morning? we're going to do this. Uh, I'm also going to
3: talk with uh, my friend Gene Berardelli, who uh, has a new book out about how to spot uh, charlatans, not only in politics but in life. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to talk with Colonel Douglas McGregor about the Ukraine situation. Everyone in America seems to have forgotten about the Ukraine situation, but it's still just as dangerous as ever. And uh, we're coming up on Halloween, so we're going to have a discussion about demons with a gentleman and author by the name
4: of M.R. Gor- who has studied demonic possession in all its forms. So another great show is starting in just a couple of minutes. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Frank Marano, Dominic Carter. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're chatting with Frank and Dominic.
9: Yeah, hi, guys. How you doing? I just wanted to say in regards to the debate, uh, I, you know, the crime issue is giving uh, Lee Zeldin the momentum. But uh, I thought the governor was uh, came across uh Reserved, And it's good in a debate sometimes to, you know, to smile a little bit. So I think this election will still go down to the wire. It's going to be a toss-up and it's going to be a horse race. Do you agree?
4: We will see. Uh, Some days I think Zeldin's going to pull this thing out. Uh, Some days I think that Hochul's going to. I'm not sure. What do you think, Frank? Uh,
3: Look, if I were betting, I would still bet on Hochul. But I think Zeldin has made this race much closer than I ever expected it would be at this
4: point. Kudos to him and his team. That makes him a winner alone. hundred percent. Well, folks, this conversation will continue with Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight. His show is starting right now. I will be back again tomorrow. Same time, same station. Keep it right here. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C.